Hello, I am Judes Gavilan. Welcome to another Rappler podcast episode where we discuss facts, nuances, and controversies behind the big issues in the Philippines. This is Rappler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na ito, pag-uusapan natin ang testing para sa novel coronavirus. Ito ay isang importante hakbang laban sa outbreak. Kaya naman marami na rin ang nagtatawag ng mass testing para sa Pilipinas. Ngunit sabi ng Department of Health, hindi pa raw ito kailangan. So ano ba ang factors para masabing dapat na itest ang isang tao? Bakit sinasabi ng DOH na hindi pa kailangan ang mass testing sa Pilipinas? Kasama ko ngayon ang Raptor reporter na si Mara Cepeda to answer all your questions regarding testing. She recently wrote a story on the experiences of patients who underwent or at least tried to get tested for the novel coronavirus. Hi Mara, thanks for joining me today. Hi Judes. I think my first question will revolve around sino-sino ba ang pwedeng magpa-test? Okay, so para sagutin yung tanong mo na yon, mag-define terms muna tayo. Sa, kasi sa ganitong COVID-19 outbreak, we were introduced to two acronyms which is uh, which are PUMs at mm-hmm. PUIs. So, yan yung magdedetermine kung priority ka for testing dito sa Pilipinas or hindi. Pag sinabing person under investigation ka for COVID-19 or PUI, ibig sabihin nun, meron ka ng severe to critical uh, symptoms. Uh, ito na yung may mga hini ka na makahinga, at saka yung mga pneumonia ka na. Tapos, meron ka pang either exposure sa isang positive case or pumunta ka sa isang bansa na meron nang nare-record na local transmission ng COVID-19. PUM ka naman kapag wala ka pang symptoms, pero meron kang travel history or meron kang known exposure sa positive case. Kapag ganun, sasabihin sa'yo ng DOH na hindi ka muna priority for testing. Hindi rin priority yung mga... PUIs na mild lang yung symptoms. Ito yung ubo-ubo, sipon-sipon, may headache. Kasi ngayon, ang priority for testing sa Pilipinas may dis- uh, ay nakadetermine sa isang decision tool na ini-implement ng DOH. Uh, so, tanging yung may mga severe cases at yung may travel history or exposure to a positive case, ang pwede lang magpa-test. Kaya nila ini-implemento kasi meron tayong lack of test kits. So, kailangan yung vulnerable parts of the population ang matitest muna. Priority, priority din pala for testing yung mga 60 years old and above, yung mga buntis, at yung may mga, uh, may mga symptoms na na kahit mild or moderate pa lang, pero meron ka ng underlying medical condition katulad ng hypertension or diabetes. Kasi base dun sa 636 cases na we have as of March 25, karamihan doon sa mga nagpa-positive ay meron ng underlying conditions. So, if I take all of those, kunyari PUI ako, ano hmm. yung una kong gagawin dapat? Ano yung first step para ma-determine na kailangan ko na magpa-test na ako dapat. Okay, so pag na-meet mo na yung criteria, either na una meron ka ng severe or critical symptom, tapos either may travel history ka or may known exposure ka, um, dapat, actually, dapat bago ka dumating sa punto na meron ka ng severe or critical symptoms, um, dapat ano, na, nagko-quarantine ka na eh. Habang hindi pa grabe yung mga sintomas mo, dapat mag-home quarantine ka muna. Pag nag-develop siya into 
um a symptom, then you have to go to your nearest uh, medical facility in your barangay or in your city. Tapos, uh, sasabihin mo dun sa doktor or sa nurse or sa barangay health worker na makakausap mo kung ano yung condition mo. Kasi meron naman silang uh, i-interviewin kanila. At least yun yung sabi sa akin ng mga um, mga PUI at mga PUM na nakausap ko. Kaya nakausap naman sila nung, nung medical professional. Um, tapos, pag na-meet mo yung criteria at na-deem nila na kailangan mo talaga, at kung may lugar pa yung hospital o yung barangay facility para sa'yo, uh, papapasukin ka doon tapos ipapaswab ka. Yung swabbing, kukuha sila ng sample sa lalangunan mo at sa, ta- sa loob ng ilong mo kasi doon nahahanap yung presensya ng novel coronavirus. It's a very unpleasant experience, I was told, kasi talagang kukunin nila yung swab sa medyo malalim na part ng lalamunan mo at dun sa taas ng ilong mo, lagpas daw dun sa bridge. So, kung may salamin ka, lagpas pa siya dun sa kung saan mo pinapatong yung salamin mo. So, pagkatapos ng swabbing, maduduwal ka or maaaching. Yun yung ideal na mangyayari. Pero, as you can see, in the past days, yung mga marami tayong mga VIPs na napaprioritize sila for testing kahit wala naman silang symptoms. Mara, mm-hmm. on, uh, you talk, you had a story on some PUIs. Na, ano yung reality on the ground based on your conversations with them? Ano yung experience oh. nila? Alam mo, at this point of the outbreak where it's really clear that the Philippine healthcare system wasn't prepared mm. for an outbreak of that scale. Kasi kahit yung mga ospital, hindi naguguluhan din sila. There's a clear lack of direction from the national government and the DOH as regards the, the proper implementation of the decision tool to kung sino pa, ipaprioritize for testing. For example, itago natin siya sa pangalang belly. Meron lang siyang mild symptoms. Meaning, ang sintomas niya ay sakit ng ulo at sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, pero meron siyang exposure to a positive case. In that case, PUM pa lang siya dapat. So, pumuntas, nung nalaman niya na yung office mate niya ay nag-positive sa coronavirus, pumunta siya agad sa ospital na malapit sa bahay nila sa Quezon City. May lockdown na nito, so nilahad niya lang, inabot siya ng 40 minutes. Nung sinabi niya yung condition niya, tinest siya agad. Tapos, nakuha niya yung results niya. Uh, in-update niya ako today, nakuha niya yung results niya. Thankfully, negative, pero inabot ng isang linggo. Dati kasi sabi ni DOH Secretary Francisco Ducar the third, 24 to 48 hours lang. Pero dahil may back- backlog na tayo ng mga pending test specimens, tumatagal. Uh, meron naman akong nakausap na yung tatay niya ay matanda na, 56 year old, so pasok na pasok dun sa maraming cases na vulnerable sa COVID-19. Yung tatay niya na diagnosed na with pneumonia, so ano na yun, PUI na talaga yung tatay niya at talagang priority for testing. Pero nahirapan kasi silang maghanap ng ospital na tatanggap sa kanila nung hindi pa nakaka-encounter yung dad niya ng difficulty of breathing at hindi pa nadadiagnose yung pneumonia, hindi sila tinatanggap ng mga ospital. Ang tumanggap sa kanila para i-check yung tatay niya isang clinic sa kainta na ang kinuha lang ay blood test tapos x-ray. Pagkatapos nun, pinauwi na sila. Pero yung... Yung kanyang tatay um, ay nalaman ng DOH kung ano yung condition. 
uh, eventually dahil kinontak nung clinic. Tapos mm-hmm. yun, uh, eventually na-diagnose siya na meron, din, meron na siyang viral pneumonia, meron na rin siyang konting uh, ubo. Yung taga, isang DOH team ay pumunta sa bahay nila para kunin yung swab nung tatay niya. After ma- after iswab nung tatay niya the next day, ayun na, hindi na makahinga ng maayos yung tatay niya. So, nirush niya yung tatay niya sa ospital sa Pasig. Pero, antagal bago na-isolate yung tatay kasi puno na yung ospital. And this is a big private hospital in Pasig. So, um, yung si Billy kasi yung unang case, government siya. So, makikita mo yung discrepancies. Tapos, meron pa akong in-interview na pangatlo, itago natin siya sa pangalan na John. Si John naman na-experience niya na ma-downgrade from being a PUI to being a PUM in a span of nine hours. Mm-hmm. Ang history ni, ni John ay siya isang academic sa isang university sa Quezon City. Tapos, dahil ganun yung work niya, kinailangan niyang pumunta sa isang conference that required him to go to India and Malaysia. Nakabalik siya ng Pilipinas ng February 26. Pero, na-develop lang siya ng cough and colds. Mga over two weeks later, almost two weeks later, mga ten days after. So, nung naramdaman niya ng may cough and cold siya, and dahil alam niya meron siyang travel history, pumunta na rin siya sa isang hospital somewhere in Quezon City. Private hospital din to. So, matagal din siya naantayan. So, ang unang sabi sa kanya ng doktor na, okay, ipapatest ka namin. Pero kasi napansin niya na yung mga doktor doon at yung hospital staff ay nakikipag-coordinate with officials from the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine or RITM which has for the longest time been our only WHO accredited laboratory that could test samples for COVID-19. So para naguguluhan sila, una so una game, okay, PUI na daw siya, sabi ng doktor. Walang problema sa blood samples niya pero kailangan siya i-test for COVID-19. Okay naman si John kasi may HMO siya, meron siyang health card. So, kung ano mangyari, okay lang na maghintay siya. Tapos, a few hours later, sinabihan siya na, okay, itetest ka namin, pero pwede ka lang namin itest kung i-confine ka. Pumayag siya. Tapos, nearing midnight, saka na lang siya sinabihan ng doktor na, okay, ito na yung final decision uh, after conferring with experts from the RITM na hindi ka na lang muna itetest kasi mild symptoms ka lang naman. And pangalawa daw, yung mga bansa na pinuntahan niya ay hindi naman daw among the countries with the highest number of positive cases. So, dumating siya doon ng alas stress ng hapon, nakauwi siya ng bahay past midnight na. Um, so, siya, syempre, it's very inconvenient and also it's very confusing for him that he was told he was a POI and then later on he was told that no, you're just a PUM now. Without anything significant actually happening in his condition. Mm-hmm. So, sabi niya sa akin, it, it must really say something about the lack of test kits that it's also difficult for medical professionals to decide who to prioritize. And syempre, alam naman natin yung ating mga frontliners na sa mga ospital, sa mga medical facilities ay sumusunod lang naman sa direktiba ng DOH. So, hindi nila kasalanan yun, ba? At naitindihan yun naman ni John. So yun, may discrepancy sa limbawa, si Billy nakapagpatest siya pero mild symptom siya, si John hindi. Si Ernesto, yung tatay nung yung lalaki na may uh, pneumonia na swab sa bahay ng DOH. Hanggang ngayon, hindi klaro kung sino sino mga pasyente or sino mga individual yung kailangan puntahan ng DOH. Hindi yun klaro, so nag-iiba-iba din siya. And then parang 
mention mo nga may discrepancy, iba't ibang guidelines, iba't ibang processes. And then we see several reports of VIPs such as politicians and celebrities or personalities are getting tested without even falling under the criteria set by DOH. Paano nangyayari ito, Mara? Ano yung mga nababalitaan mo behind this issue? Ang nangyayari kasi dito, alam mo, bumabalik lang tayo na meron talagang kultura ng palakasan dito sa bansa natin. Hindi lang naman ito nangyayari dahil sa testing. Uh-huh. Uh, meron tayong decision tool, pero ang nangyayari kapag ikaw ay politician or ikaw ay mayaman, may kapangyarihan ka to exert pressure on our scientists and our doctors and our nurses to prioritize you for testing. Um, meron nangang lumabas na mga listahan, di ba, mga senador, mga congressman, at mga cabinet officials. At sila pa mismo ang nag-a-announce ng negative results nila or ng positive results nila para sa ilan. Um, that the DOH had to say na it, they have no policy to prioritize VIP. But, you know, it's not a reassuring answer at all. Because mm-hmm. we know, technically, it is not your policy, but it is the reality. It means the DOH is allowing this to happen. But I think what people also forget is that the DOH is just part of a larger bureaucracy. And dito sa bansa kasi natin, it's hard, it's very difficult to speak truth to power and to challenge the powers that be. Diba? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, kung halimbawa, ako ay di hamak na technicians sa RITM laboratory at sasabihin ni senator na, oy, unahin mo yung test results ko, makakahindi ka ba? Mm-mm. So, parang along this reports about VIPs, madami na rin groups who are now calling for te- mass testing in the Philippines. Can we dissect itong mga calls na to Kasi gusto ko malaman, bakit ba importante yung mass testing and why are so many people calling for it to be done in this country? This is not without basis. Um, ang WHO mismo ang nagsabi na kailangan test, test, test as uh-huh. much as you can. The more people we test, the more we will be able to get a clearer picture of the state of the infection in the country. And magkakaroon tayo ng data na, ah, okay, so ito talaga yung age group na tinatamaan. Mas tinatamaan talaga ang lalaki at baba kaysa sa babae. At mas concentrated siya sa mga ganitong area. The more the t-test kasi, for mas magkakaroon ng datos yung gobyerno para halimbawa ma-identify na, ah, pwede na nating i-lift yung lockdown sa Luzon, tapos i-continue yung quarantine dito sa certain hotspots. Matutulungan din yung gobyerno, for example, to determine saan ilalagay yung mga proposed quarantine centers nila o kaya yung mga proposed ex- COVID-19 exclusive hospitals uh, if you have that data. Yun yung ideal. We're not saying you have to test the entire population because obviously it's very difficult. We're already having a difficult time testing the vulnerable parts of the population right now. Pero sana mas widespread. And napapakita naman yan ibang bansa like South Korea, Singapore, coupled yun with very rigorous contact tracing. So, ano yung tugon ng DOH regarding sa calls for mass testing? Ano yung answer nila at bakit gito yung answer nila? Hanggang sa ngayon, sinasabi ng DOH na hindi nila nakikita yung need for mass testing sa ngayon. Pero, if and when the government 
deems that we have reached that point where we have to test a lot of people at kung may resources, siguro yun yung importanteng caveat dun sa sagot na yun ni Yusek Rosette for Harry the other day. As long as the government resources allow it, gagawin naman. Feeling ko what's really stopping the Philippines from testing a bigger part of the population is that we really don't have, one, we don't have test kit. Number two, we don't have enough laboratories that can process all the COVID-19 samples. Because it, it, it's not just anybody who can who can process who can process it. Because eh. it's yung, yung DNA. You have to be a specialist to be able to accurately identify yung mga kailangang i-identify sa DNA para masabing meron kang COVID-19. Yun yun. So, siguro, hindi na mass testing, but test more the vulnerable people. Siguro yun yung, rea- siguro yun yung realidad ngayon para sa Pilipinas. Pero ano ba yung kulang sa DOH? Ano pa yung dapat nilang gawin para, ma- para mapunan yung calls for uh, mass testing, hindi yung buong population, but at least more people than the number they are testing now kasi i think ngayon more a little over 1000 pa lang ang test nila eh so on the the past couple of days mas marami ng mga donated test kits coming in from both local and foreign donors which we welcome very much i mean yung mga dumadating yung isa 100,000 pa from china diba the doh kasi wants to be very careful kasi iba-iba yung type of test kits na nakikita nila so validate pa nila yon na talagang dapat accurate. So, it, under party, have to do that very fast. I hope they don't get up to caught up in the bureaucracy. Second, important then to create, to accredit more molecular diagnostic laboratories. These are the laboratories that will be able to conduct the polymerase chain reaction testing or PCR testing na yun yung ginagamit na process. Isang, isa siyang process na ginagamit para ma-identify yung mga COVID-19 cases dito sa Pilipinas. Ngayong araw lang lumabas, naglabas yung RITM ng mga requirements para gumawa ng laboratory na ganun. So, may mga biohazard safety requirements siya. Kailangan ng pre-PCR room, kailangan ng reagent preparation room, tsaka kailangan ng PCR room kung saan daw yung mga PCR machines. So, these are big complicated machines kung saan dun sila permanently naka-restore. So, Diba, ibig sabihin niya, kailangan may infrastructure din yan. Meron niyang temperature requirements. Meron niyang number of technicians who can process the test. Kailangan may personal competence. So, ang yung mga tao lang na pwedeng mag, mag-check ng mga samples natin for COVID-19 ay yung mga nag-graduate ng any four-year science course. At may training at skills sa PCR testing and biosafety practices. So, kung nag-med school ka man pero wala ka ng PCR t- testing skills, hindi ka rin nila tatanggapin. Um, usually, ito din yung mga in-house biolog- uh, biomedical engineer. Sila yung usually may capability at knowledge kung paano mag-operate ng machine na yun. Tapos, yung mga laboratories, kailangan may specific types of um, machine sila. So, di ba, hindi siya madali eh, kasi it's not just a matter of getting donations. You also have to make sure you'll be able to process them. So, if you're a, if you're a DOH and there's so many aspects to the disease, then it's very difficult to o- oversee these things. So, I think it's important also that they become more welcoming to efforts by local government units to create their own testing centers. Like, yung sa Marikina, yes, oh. out of its own out of his own initiative, si Mayor Marcy Teodoro, gumawa siya, nagpot up siya ng 
la, essentially, a laboratory where samples from Marikenos can be tested, pero parang na-offend pa yung DOH eh, na parang ba't mo hindi pinaalam sa amin yan? So, ngayon, hindi pa rin, nakatenga pa lang pa rin yun, hindi pa rin niya magamit. And parang, this is really just a local government official who really meant well and who, who knows what he's doing. And then suddenly, the DOH is stopping him because of, again, red tape and bureaucracy. So, kailangan natin tigilan yung mga ganong process. And siguro bilisan yung pag-procure ng DOH ng mga medical, elder medical supplies that our health workers also need. So, Mara, kasi we know na nagkaroon na tayo ng case a month ago. Tapos, bakit hindi nag, parang from my end, nagkunang pa sa preparation ng DOH regarding the COVID-19? Kasi we know palang na most long yung first cases at least sa China is late December, early January, tumaas na yung case. And we're so near China. Bakit parang hindi handa yung DOH pagdating sa testing sa mga facilities nila? Actually, the quick answer and the bottom line is they really underestimated it. Hindi talaga sila handa. Because we're scrambling for it. Imagine ngayon lang sila nagsiset up ng more testing centers. Eh, kailan ba unang lumabas tong sakit na to sa China? Diba December pa? They underestimated the extent of how this disease would be infecting people. Tsaka, uh, I primarily cover kasi the legislative branch and the office of the vice president, but when the outbreak started, pinapakover ako ng health. So, over a month ago, iba pa yung rhetoric ni DOH Secretary Francisco Duque III na, oh, we can't use these um, rapid diagnostic test kits that are being used by South Korea, who, which is able to test thousands of its population a day. Kasi daw, hindi pa yun accredited ng WHO. Ngayon, now we're more open to using other forms of test kits. Pero yung rapid diagnostic test kit, hindi pa rin yung nire-recommend ng DOH. Diba? So parang there's a certain reluctance pa rin for them to, to use it. Um, I understand naman kung saan sila nanggagaling. Tsaka syempre nanggaling tayo sa issue nung Dengbaksha before na may uh-huh. accusing na ni Narasra. So baka doon din sila nanggagaling. But, you know, this is really an outbreak of a different scale. So, maybe we really should try to see if other countries are using the rapid diagnostic test kits naman. Baka pwedeng tayo rin. And parang I had the conversation with Paterno last week lang regarding mm-hmm. how Singapore did it. Kasi Singapore na natuto sa SARS in 2003. Mm-hmm. And we know parang, di ba, yung Philippines nung SARS outbreak nun, konti lang yung casualties natin. Kasi I remember si Secretary Dairet then he did a good job then So, parang ang question ng marami ngayon, hindi ba tayo natuto o nakalimutan natin yung mga lessons nun? Ngayon din, actually, yung tanong ko kay uh, dating secretary, uh, Dr. Manuel Dairet. And, you know, to be fair to him, sinabi niya kasi, it's really difficult. You can't, we can't really compare SARS with COVID that easily because they're two different diseases. For mm-hmm. example, yung, yung SARS, nawala kasi siya after a couple of months. And this this coronavirus is it, it's still here, and scientists are, are are estimating it's going to be here for several more months. So iba sa taka yung level of ah uh, yung rate niya ng pag-infect sa tao mas mas malalaki sa SARS. And so we there is a government infrastructure that was built that actually Dr. Dairet helped build during the time of the SARS outbreak, but hindi rin na-apply ito ng maayos nung lumaki na yung scale. So, kahit may ganong caveat kay Dr. Dairet, for me, in the end, hindi na-implement ng maayos yung government infrastructure to supposedly respond to the outbreak nung 
lumaki na lalo nung dumating na yung COVID. Hindi, hindi tayo natuto doon. But I think it's also good to point out na, for example, the, the, the landscape then was very different in terms of how information was disseminated. Yung SARS dumating sa Pilipinas 2003, hindi pa uso yung social media nun. So, it was easier for the government to control and manage people's fear. People really relying mainly on newspapers, on the TV, sa radio, for for updates on the disease. So, hindi ko makalat na, uy, may ganito na may positive case na dito. Kumbaga, kasi ngayon, meron tayong social media. So, ang dami ding false information na nangyayari. But, at the same time, Sana na take advantage din ng government natin ngayon yung social media kasi ngayon mas madali nang mag-report, diba? Tapos, uh, real time. But, yeah, I think we really, unlike Singapore, who learned from the SARS outbreak, the Philippines didn't. Because, clearly, we're scrambling now. So, Mara, for my last question, ano yung outlook mo regarding in that, uh, tong novel coronavirus outbreak? And please, in the coming two weeks, what can we expect in the coming weeks regarding yung number of cases ng coronavirus. I think people, what people need to understand now that we have more test kits coming in is that we should also expect the number of positive cases to rise because we are, parang that's the natural consequence of being able to test more samples and to test more people is that you, the numbers are really going to rise. But it's not necessarily a cause of alarm because by testing more people, we are able to capture really the entire picture of the infection of COVID-19 in the Philippines. At yun, hindi na tayo blind. Kasi ngayon, ang nangyayari yung mga LGU, lalo na sa mga LGUs outside of Metro Manila na hindi nakakakuha agad ng test kits. The, the, the mayors and the governors are forced to implement policies against COVID-19, pero ano sila, they're blind about the extent of the infection in their province. Kasi nga wala silang testing, di ba? May mga cases na malala na yung sintomas, talagang may exposure sa positive case, namatay bago malaman yung test results. So, uh, we need not fear the rising numbers necessarily. Of course, it's always gonna be a cause of alarm because it means more people are getting it. Meron in-interview ang ating rapper CEOs, Maria Reza, si Thomas Pueyo, isa siyang author na isang medium article na nag-viral. And he's saying that dito sa Pilipinas, kung ano man yung positive cases natin, you have to multiply it by 27 to actually get the right picture right now. So, kung nagtetest tayo ng enough people, if we are at 636 positive cases right now, times 27, nasa around 17, more or less 17,000 people yung talagang infected. And this is not, and this is not sobrang alarming in the sense that other countries are in the five digits already in terms of the positive cases. So, in the next two weeks, we should expect cases to rise. And the government should be able to use that data to really adjust um, the policies they are doing to help us defeat COVID-19. So, on that note, we will have to wait and maybe consistently call for concrete and immediate actions from the government regarding the coronavirus. We just hope that this happens soon. So, thank you, Mara, for joining me today and for explaining the importance of testing and yung implication nito in the long run when it comes to the number of cases. I'll talk to you again if magkaroon ng developments in the near future. Ah. So, and okay. thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. 
If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. Plus is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. Sign up by visiting rappler.com plus. So kung meron ka naman gusto na topic, you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rappler.com. Again, I am Judes Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.